And what's up, everybody? I'm back. This is another bonus episode. I don't even know what I, what I want to call this. I, I think I might call this, I don't know, Chris's Couch, kicking it with the homies. But I'm back with a good friend of mine, my man Ray Moore. Uh, we served together in Ohio. We served together here in Virginia. And he just moved back to the area. It's great to see him. I ain't seen him in, what, maybe three or four years? More like five. Maybe like five years. And uh, this is my road dog, man. Like, when I first got here, and uh, I was going to D.C. doing a bunch of shows, like, during the week, two, three times, four times a week, even on the weekend. This is the dude that I work with he w- who would come to my house after work, ride with me, go to the shows, eat, get drunk, <laughs> talk shit about me when I bombed. <laughs> Always had a hot meal waiting for me. Always had you. a hot meal waiting for me. I remember that one time in Harrisonburg, I bombed on that show, and you was like, I got you right here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He had me a nice burger. Like, hey, I know you buy. I know you just ate shit, but you can eat, you can eat this burger. But yeah, man, it it was cool, man, having you come and hang out with me, man. I tell people all the time, and everybody's always like, you gotta have a friend like that, man. I really appreciate. Uh, I mean, just so many nights where you did not have to do that shit, man. Nights where I would have fell asleep. I ain't no telling what happened, man. So I really appreciate you you going with me and riding with me. I mean, because you could have just stayed at home and slept. And chill, man. You really could have. See, for me, that, that was um, not me. It was better to be with you because me being left to my own devices back in those days, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have been at home sleeping. <laughs> so it was more constructive for me to be out there with you, seeing that and getting exposed to to you know people in that culture, than just me being up in the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though. He had Ray went so much. Everybody started to think that he was a comic, because they was like, "Oh shit, right here." They they were like, "You already went on," and this is after you going for like a year. And you were like, "Yo, I'm not a comic. I'm just here hanging out." They were like, "Oh, we thought you were a comedian." Uh, yeah, I was seeing around them people for so long, and then you know having conversations with them and everything. They thought that I was. I didn't. I don't think I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm comical, but I'm not funny. <laughs> but. They thought that I was I fit right in, so I never felt excluded. I Hold it up say. closer. Yeah, I don't. I never felt excluded or anything. Like comics are some of the most like normal, you know, just yeah, just just good people. You know, you re, you relate to comics the way we think. It can be a, it can be a lot of extremes, and also I think with the military too, it gave us this ability to like hear out the most wildest fucking uh, thoughts and ideas. You know what I mean? Because yeah. work could be so boring. You'd be like, let me hear this motherfucker out. Like, what the fuck is John talking about? <laughs> yeah, to find the funny. Yeah. To find the funny and <laughs> what's going on. What are y'all talking about? Yeah. Yeah, man. So it, it's just nice to see Ray again, man. And uh, my man's changed. Like he said, he used to be a club dude. Uh, I think we all know a guy. Guys, I don't, I don't know about women. Are there, you think there are women who are addicted to going? Not addicted, but like going to strip clubs? Uh, well, those who work in them, yeah. <laughs> but, but but nobody gets there because they like, you know, they want that. It's kind of like, you know, they find themselves falling into that lifestyle. For those who choose it, they know that there's other things about it, and it's a slippery slope. Yeah. You got you know, you think you got your, you think you know yourself and what you're <laughs> capable of until you get up in there, and then it's just like... 
this girl got that last little $10 out your pocket. <laughs> now, you, now, now, you thought you could resist the charms, but you couldn't. Or, you know, you get up in there, and then some days you like, I love this place. I love this life. Then other days you hate yourself. It's just be like, this, what am I doing here? Like, you seeing 50-year-old men, he was like, will it ever end? And then you getting into your late 30s and whatnot. It's just like, I guess it don't. <laughs> there was there was an older black dude in our building uh, at Nasic, tall black dude. He had a like a white afro. Remember him? He was probably like in his. Uh, he might have been in his mid fifties. He was tall, dark skin. Uh, he had, I used to call him Cotton Top because he had the little afro. He had the white <laughs> goatee and beard, and he used to shuffle around the building. And uh, I think I we, I had took a couple of dudes from. I think I took Gonzo or somebody to a strip club for his twenty first birthday. And he was in there. I was just like, this nigga be in the motherfucking club chilling, got the pinky ring, bracelet. That's crazy. Classic dude, too, because he's sitting at the bar, but he's sitting sideways. He got the elbow on the bar, you know what I'm saying, hand on his knee. And I was like, he, he a pro. He's he been in here. He a vet. He a vet. Oh, man, we all hear those tropes about, oh, you know, if you do this or that in order to, you know, get a girl to hit on you. Like, look, it don't it don't work like that. It don't work like that at all. The only thing that's going to get you in there with them is consistency. <laughs> like, you got to go every single day because if you the Friday, Saturday guy, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work like that. That's how comedy <laughs> is. You got to get up every night to get, get to, Like, trying to, <laughs> to get, get in the good. strip club is a full-time uh, job. <laughs> all right. So, y'all see where we're going with this. Ray, we uh, all... Yeah. I was on it. Like, I was a student. Like, somebody had to school me on this. It was just like... So, I went from... I was that Friday, Saturday guy, you know, getting, like, my pockets ripped out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't nothing to just, like, oh... Hey, you look good. Like, hey, what you look? I ain't trying to do no dances. What you doing after this? Yeah, I was that guy. Oh, for real? <laughs> okay, I, I got the. So took, let's. I, <laughs> it took years, but I got the. All right, so so that's what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Ray said he went from a quiet guy, didn't really do much, to being a full fledged like in the in the clubs. We all know a dude. We all work with a guy. We all got a friend like this. They love going to strip club. They love dancers. They love the lifestyle, and this man right here was that guy. I was all about it. So, okay, so how did you get into it? Same same thing as everybody else, you know? I was dealing with chicks in the real world and outside, and it wasn't working for me. I mean, I'm five foot four. I'm average looking. You know, I ain't got a lot going on, and so I just wasn't it. So I went to the only place where I could get affection. Even if I had to pay for it, it was fine. Yeah, but something is better than nothing in my book. I don't know about you incels and, uh, you know, you MGTOWs, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to get mine. And so, you know, I was I was showing up and I was, you know, experiencing that and I was taking the losses as you're supposed to as you're learning. <laughs> you was taking L's? I was taking them L's. Okay, like, what, you know, what kind of L's? You know, like I said, that girl, them girls like convincing you that what's, what's going to happen really ain't and getting you trying to not spend all that money and you do. I mean, I spend tens of thousands of dollars in the club in a year. We ain't even talking about over my lifetime, possibly hundreds of thousands. I spent tens of thousands of dollars in the club just, you know, just doing this. And then eventually, like I said, some dude saw me up in there and pulled me to the side and was like, hey, it was a guy from work, actually. 
And I still can't just, remember his last name. Hoverston, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if I Hoverston. put your real name out yeah, there, but him. boy, bro, yeah. you was the grandmaster. For Greg, me. yeah. Shout out to Greg. <laughs> Man, you took me to two different clubs and then to like three parties in one night. <laughs> like and, that was and that was that, it that was something else entirely i was like so you really got to be in this to see stuff like that you just can't come in on friday and saturday to get in there like that so all right after he schooled me to the game on that i was just like okay so i started going like four times a week the next thing you know i'm in there five days a week you know sometimes from like seven till close seven to two a.m told you it's full-time job <laughs> you, they, they gotta see you they got to know that you not like some type of undercover or, uh, you know, some lame-o. For real. You got to be in there. So I was up in there, you know, getting to know them, getting dances and whatnot, you know, just, just doing my thing, drinking. And then eventually, as they got familiar with me, they just started coming on. Like, you know. So after a while, they, they would just come up to you like, hey, well, I see you in here all the time. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be in there. You gotta be a familiar face. What was your, what was your day rotation? Was it Monday through? What? <laughs> Was it Wednesday through Saturday, Sunday? Man, Monday was like 50 cent beer night. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as it would be like, okay, this was my typical day. All right, so <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me back up. So Monday, say we went, we had PT in the morning, we would go to work, we would get off. I would go to a mic. What was Ray doing on a Monday night? Ray, after on a Monday, work. After work, and let's say we went to PT, so I get home at 4.30. Right. Immediately go to sleep. Go to sleep, wake up at 7.30. Go to the club. Go to the club from 7.30 to 2 a.m. Drinking. The whole night. Go drinking. home. Then go home at 2, 2 a.m. Mind you, I got pulled over by the police like 30 times in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Never got caught for a drunk DUI. Make it home. Sleep until about 7. Get up. Do it all over again. And and see, now that's where my story with Ray would, would pick up because I would just remember watching your head bob into the office. I would be sitting at my desk and I would kind of, you know, we had like those big, <laughs> I would just see your, I would see your head between my computer monitor and the shelf above me at my desk. And I would just see Ray walking through. It's like, say 15. That nigga Ray was probably out. <laughs> you coming in with your, with your breakfast box? Man, people was like, see, people didn't know. I kept it cool. Like I wasn't. You know, messing up, wasn't showing up to work drunk and nothing crazy like that. I was coming in doing my job every day. Yeah, I was nodding off. I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as I got my work done, nobody really bothered me. So, you know, that that went on for a long time. For a long you call, time. Are we talking a, a couple of years? We talking, yeah. We talking All right, so, years. so what would you do? So you would go on a Monday. Go on a Monday. 50 cent beer night. 50 cent beer night. All right. Drink out of control. Then, you know, see a couple of new chicks, you know, holler at them real quick. Just, you know, introduce myself after that. Next night, leave. Let's say I came in with like $300 that night. Right. I may spend like one half of it. Then the next day, you take out another 150 go roll back in there with another 300 do what I do again on Tuesday, come back Wednesday, do the same thing Wednesday, Thursday, new, new girl night. On All Thursday, new booties coming into the club on Thursday. <laughs> so, you know, got to got to introduce myself to them before they get, you know, before they get put through the ringer. I got to I got to catch them first because they still do off the street. They don't know the game yet. And true and truthfully enough, that shit, that was fun. That was fun when I was younger. But as I got older, I was just like, look, I ain't trying. You ain't supposed to meet me yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm still too good. But then, you know, sometimes with the waitress staff, the waitress staff would sometimes bring him up to me to be like, look, he's a good person to introduce you to it to this since you just not getting started. So I became that guy. <laughs> That's a whole nother subculture, I, I was, man. I was I was the training wheels guy. Yeah. So it's a whole yeah, it's a whole subculture. Everybody know everybody. Now, <laughs> were you going to like was it Monday? I'm just making up names here because mm-hmm. I don't believe. Was, was it Monday baby dolls and then Tuesday cheetahs and then Thursday was Alaskan Bush Company or was it the same spot every week or did you have a rotation? For, for me, I was getting a lot of luck in the same spot, so I went to the same spot a lot. The same fishing hole uh, until <laughs> you know it was just like, well, this is getting boring. After you then ran through everybody, and you can look around and be like, oh yeah, that girl already done. Yeah, that girl I didn't already. That girl already. I didn't think about it until one of the waitresses came up, and I started talking to her later on in life. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you just smashed every girl here. And I looked around. It's like 22 women up in there. And I was like, dang, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to get up out of here. So I went to another, started going to another spot down the street, and then, you know, met another lifelong friend up in there. She was a bartender. You know, she know who she is. And so, you know, I started going to that spot. Now, does that process start all over again? Or do you do you bring your other club clout to this club, or do you got to be in there every day? It's like starting over with experience. It's like uh, they didn't already, okay. like, these girls dance up and down the whole strip. So some people who okay. make dance there may already know who you are. Right. And if not, then, you know, it ain't too easy to, like, you know, you know, smooth in. You know, you, you know the dance. We know the steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not starting over, you know. It's just... It's easier to get get in at that point in time. So, what I wasn't doing initially at the other club, right. I came in, you know, with it popping off. Okay, so you because you learn all that stuff. And yeah, you, so right. I already know the way to act, how to speak, you know, the whole lingo. There's a whole thing to it. This is like you just you can't fake it. If you ain't if you ain't never, you know, been involved, you can't fake it. But once you've done it, it's like you can go anywhere, and, it, and it's the same thing. So it's yeah, it's crazy because. You know, strip clubs on the East Coast, on this, on in you know, south of the country. Right. You know, it's yeah, they got their own different rules, but it's still the same thing. And when I come up in there, I could pull a girl out of there. It's my first night. Right. It's just a certain, like I said, you. They know you part of the scene. They know you part of the culture. You know right. the lingo. You know the moves. You know. You know. <laughs> so it's 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 an agreement. You you say like people people know what it is. Yeah, people know what it is. It's, and, and people who are down to do shit, they're down to do shit. And people who aren't who are not. Yeah, you get a you become a real good judge of character for that. It's like yeah, this person is about that life. Okay, let oh. me uh, let me ask you this. So what what type of dancers have you encountered? Because I mean, like they always say, there's a certain type of people in the world. There's only a certain type of people in the world. If you could name like maybe like three or four different types of, of, of people who are in that situation, what would you? Because I'm pretty sure you have the hey, I'm doing this for college, or like I'm young, and this is fun. Then you got you get you get all types. All right, strip, so, strip club takes all types. <laughs> all right, so so walk me down like uh, some of the some of the types. Well, obviously you got the ones with daddy issues. Okay, those are the ones that are the first to come in. The second group to come in are the women who are like something went left in their life right you know they you know they lost a job or you know they was doing anything else or their friend brought them in you know just just something going wrong in their life that they gotta start dancing because they know or heard that it makes quick money just quick money right you know nothing wrong with that right yeah like i said the first group is just girls who just like i just wanted to start dancing and then the second group something went left in their life and then the third group it's just drugs 
they they was already messed up on the outside. So it's just they just dancing to get money for more drugs. So that's those they, those are basically the three archetypes. You know, like I said, it's either the girls who just want to do it because they didn't have any plans to do anything else after they got out of school. Right. Like every August. You can assume that these girls graduating are coming into the strip clubs. It's a whole uh, group of new boys. I'm 18. I'm, I'm stripping. Some e- exactly. Yeah, I'm those right. are the, that's the first group of people. Like I said, the ones with daddy issues, the people who didn't tell them, this is not what you're supposed to do when you just get out of get into the real world. And then those are the ones who go down the rabbit hole the quickest. You know, they, it's like I said, it's a slippery slope. They come in with barriers, and then they, uh, they pick on dudes that they like. And the problem is, if you're giving a dude – Who's up in the strip club Because he He only up in there Because he can't get it On the outside So if you like this dude You just gonna Go over the le- Over the ledge He gonna take you there Immediately right. If you let him So those girls Get taken advantage of first right. The girls who thought It'll start on Thursday The girls who just graduated They get taken advantage of first And then They become Girl number three The ones who just get off into the drugs And all the other abuse and all that other stuff Then you got the girl number two Like I said, someone left in their life Something went wrong and they get caught up in this And it will be on and off throughout their entire life They will dance on and off every couple of years Mm. They'll they'll just they, They might get down with the get down Or they might not But they'll continue to dance throughout their entire life Until they can't Right. And then the third group, like I said, they'll probably be dead within a few years. So get your fun out of them while you can. Oh. <laughs> as sad as that is, that's really the truth. They, they, you know, they come in bad. They, they, they have no hope, no dreams, and it's just, it's just all bad. You, 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 you can see it all. It's really just those three archetypes. Damn. I've never. I mean, I've gone plenty of times, but I've never been a dude to like really, really go on a regular basis. It's uh, yeah. If you was like me, you know. Like I said, that learning, that 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 it's it's painful. <laughs> you get taken advantage of, ain't good for nobody. But that's just. Would you say it's a lot of like hurt people hurting each other, or it's just is it? It's it's a manipulative game. Except it's like when you go to a magic show, you want to be fooled. You right. there for the fantasy until you can peer peer through the veil. Right. And what you usually see is, ain't ain't something that you really at the end of the day is not what you want. You know, this is you just trying to meet like a very basic human need. Right. But after you fulfill that, then it's just like, well, what's left? You know, I mean, because like I said, there's days where I was up in there and I was like, what am I doing here? Would you did, did you ever go? I, I can't do this no more and just walk out and not go for a few days. Or it was, Yeah. Yeah. There was after. Shoot. All right. So. Ahead, yeah. That, yeah. 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 There was. Um, I don't think I would have came to that choice until many years later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, certain things happened in my life. You know, military forced you to move. Right. So, you know, when I came to a certain city that didn't have no clubs, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a very simple person. <laughs> it don't take much for me to, like, you know, get, you know, to bag off from something. If I had to drive an hour to get drunk and party, I'm not going to do that. It's too <laughs> much work. <laughs> I've never lived more than 10 minutes away from my job. Right. I'm not about to do that. So when I moved to uh when I moved to like the you know one city it was just like okay well I guess I'm just not going to go to the club no more. And so then I had to Uh-oh. you know involve and grow as a person. Yeah. To you know cuz I didn't have a club fulfilling that need. Right. Cuz why do I need to you know figure out how to date a normal chick if you know I'm just fulfilling this need on doing this a thing over here. Right. And and it's not like I can share that with other people. 
Right. But then again, you know, I had a job where I couldn't even share that with people. Yeah, so it was that's, like, that's, that's true. So it's like I had two parts of my life that I couldn't really share. Right. And so I had to learn, you know, other stuff. How did I become a good conversationist? Because, well, I like fun facts. Yeah. I like learning about world news. So I just talk about that. <laughs> so that's what you were just going there and just talk to them about politics and events and yeah, yeah, and they love to hear it. I mean, I'm sorry, I use a lot of big words. They ain't used to, they ain't using hearing the words extravagant. So everybody. <laughs> so what's the uh, what is the allure of the club? The lure of the club is that it's just it's 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 a sexual buffet. Whatever you want, you can find. If you like if you like fat girls, they in there. You like skinny girls, they in there. Big tits, they in there. Small tits, they in there. Big butts, they in there. <laughs> no butts, they in there. <laughs> they, they are in there. Everything that you want is on display. And you just gotta you just gotta go for it. But if you wanna get into the weeds, like I said, it's an ugly game. It's an ugly game. You know what you do, you know what you're going for. You shouldn't try to put your heart in this. <laughs> so you was tricking and everything. I was I was tricking. I wasn't trick daddy, but I was, he was tricking. tricking. <laughs> it was clothes, rent, it was like, hairdo, all that. It was like, look, if you, you, you if anything that you say a dead guy has to do while you're up in there, I've done it. I've bought the school clothes. I've bought the baby clothes. I've bought the Jordans. I've bought the apartments. I flew girls out. I didn't. I did it. I paid rent, <laughs> tuition. Everything Are you, you can think of, bought furniture, bought cars, everything you can think of, I didn't did it. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like I said, I spent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of money, dollars in the club. For real. It's not a joke. It will suck you in. <laughs> so so there's a, I'm pretty sure that as far as the dancers, there's a tier of like, these are the best, these are this, this, all the way down to like the new people. What about the patrons? Were you seen as like, oh, that's that's that nigga right there. Talk to him. See, what, did it get to a point where like they were like, hit Ray, she need help with some stuff. See, the girls had their own little thing about you know who's their guys. Like they had, they call them their customer. You you, basically to Ugh, them, you your own? money has already been claimed to them. Now you as a customer, you don't know that. You don't know that that there's girls beating girls up in the back room because they seen old girl go talk to you you don't know that they do that <laughs> it's an ugly game <laughs> Damn. so some girls be like look i see you talking to my customer don't do that i see you talking that's to like him again it's shit. a problem <laughs> because they've already claimed your money that's their that's they money then that's their money <laughs> so you mess with them so you'll have a guy like me who's just like i don't know this is going on until i get told and then it's just like oh girl the money in my pocket is for whoever I wanted to go to. It mm -hmm. ain't for you. I'm not up in here for you every night. You know, you don't get to be possessive of me because they're abusive too. It's already a manipulative game. Right. And if, and like I said, for some of these women, it's like, this is rent. This is, you know, bill payments. This is for food. Like, they need that money. Right. So they don't need no girls, like, messing that up. But, like I said, this is a sexual buffet. I can get whatever I want up in here. Mm -hmm. So it, some days I'm in the mood for pizza. Some days I'm in the mood for steaks. Yeah. Some days I want a taco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I found out that the pizza is beating up the taco in the back, and then, you know, I got, and I'm like, hey, I ain't seen, I ain't had a taco in a while. What's going on here? And I speak to her and she be like, all scared to talk to me. And I got to ask her, what's up? Now I got to cut peace out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it be, so it be like that. Um, 
like, but for the for the most part, like I said, most women in there trying to get drugs. They trying to satisfy a habit. The drug dealers are gonna be up. That's gonna be prime grade. That's who they going for first. They they want the drug dealers first. After that, you get old rich dudes. Mm-hmm. They get all the play numbers. They play second because. For the most part, they ain't got to do too much. Right. Now, they, the older dude's going to be straight to the point. Like, look, I'm trying to smash. It is what it is. I'm going to give you the money for that. So that's the second dude that they'll, they'll go to, you know, just to get paid. Or they'll just give them money. It's, it's a lot easier for them. And then there's people like me who's worked the scene, and I can just – and I float in between. And then, you know, after me, it's just normal Friday, Saturday, you know, dudes in there every day. But they, ain't, they don't know what they're doing yet. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. They don't know how to operate. <laughs> so they just. They just in that other space. But then, you, like I said, there's people like me, and you know who they are. They ain't got a lot of money. They ain't the drug dealers. They ain't the old men. But you know, they getting. They getting play up in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, and you'll figure out who each other is. And sometimes you, you never know. While you sitting there having a beer, you may link up, exchange numbers. Then y'all go hang out at the club a couple of times. Uh, there's this other guy I know. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like LeBron. And he he hit me up every time you up at the club. Hey, you gonna come up? Hey, I know this couple of girls. Next thing you know, he giving me girls numbers who like you know he he giving me the sound like hey this girl put out this girl put out this girl put out so I know exactly who to go to when I get up in that club. And I used to have to like you know scheme that out of some certain chicks where I have to go like hey who do you not like up in this bad boy? And then a chick will say, oh, yeah, she up here doing this, this, and this. She up here doing this, this, and this. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Slide her $20. <laughs> and then, and then go, go up and talk to all those girls who's doing the do. So, <laughs> but when dudes was like just feeding me numbers of these are girls who's, who's, who's about it, things got a lot easier. <laughs> like, I swear to God, it's a whole subculture. I just, as many times as I've been, I just, I know that stuff goes on, but I just, I, I believe it, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's it's, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. <laughs> it ain't you, for me, man. Like I said, if you're a possessive dude, it's not going to work. You can't go up and never was like, I like this girl. I love this girl. But here, here's the thing. I feel, like, I feel like that's what happens most of the time. That's because they ain't had enough women in their life. That's inexperienced or this life ain't for you. I'm sorry, bro. If you're trying to be like, if you're trying to lock it down. This ain't the you, place. You foolish. You have said, you have you seen? Has that ever happened to you? Has, no, not to me. <laughs> but you, but you've seen people get destroyed in there. I've seen. If you are trying to lock it down, you will get destroyed. You are headed for your own downfall because yeah, they. It's a manipulative game. Now, every once in a while, some chick will be get a get a, just some dude to be able to like you know convince her to like you know leave, but she'll be back <laughs> after she didn't cheated on you like fifteen times. She'll be back. Damn. After she done used up all your money, she'll be back. And then you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> he done. He washed. And I was like, you just got used he up. So, it's a, so, like I said, it's a dirty game. It is what it is. Did, you ever, you? did you ever feel bad or nah? For myself? Yeah. What about for the women? At times when I was younger, yeah, I was. I felt bad because I was like, it's predatory behavior. It brings the worst out of you. Like, you're not there looking for a challenge you there looking for the wounded deer right. you there looking for the baby you, you it's it, it becomes predatory after a while and you just preying on somebody's weaknesses like i said i have some girls and i just string them along i just give them enough money just to get what i need and then have them coming back the next week for the same thing right. it, it was like yeah after a while i was like this is corrupting me as a person like you know and that's kind of like spills out into your 
into the rest of your life. You become more of an opportunist because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for an opportunity up in there. Right. And like I said, the whole game is manipulative. They're trying to get the best of me. I'm trying to get the best of them. And then in that mindset, it's hard to it's hard to change. It's hard to change, especially if you've been doing it for years. So it wasn't – so, no, I didn't feel bad for them toward the end. The last couple of years, it was just like you just – this is just what it is. All right. And if you bring any morals or ethics into this, you're, you're, you're wrong. Because <laughs> this ain't the place for that. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not. I, I mean, it, that's crazy that that shit be going down like that, man. I just, because there was another dude we worked with. I'm not going to say his name, but he, he had a problem. Uh, but he, he said he, but he hadn't been in a while. Like he said he was addicted. And this dude was, this guy we talk, I'm talking about is a super conservative white dude. And he was like, Chris, he goes, I cannot go to strip clubs. He he was like, if I go in there, he goes, he goes, dude, he was like, I lose my fucking mind. Man. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand what that's about. Did don't, you, you don't feel like you lost your mind at, 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 at any point? In time? So no. you felt in control the entire time? No, not in the beginning. Not in the beginning, no. You don't feel in control in the beginning. Like I said, you're just getting used up until you either figure out, no, nah, this ain't for me, or... If you're like me, you just want to get better at it. It's like, look, I'm tired of getting taken advantage of. How do I pref- get better at this? And then, like I said, dude, school me to it. This is what you do. After a while, you know, what What most men never reach in their life is a point of satisfaction where they can say, I can walk away from this. Right. I don't need this. Right. Most people don't get there. I got to a point to where I can, I can say no now. Right. Oh, you trying to you trying to smash? Well, I don't I don't feel like doing you today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so now nah, I'm cool. <laughs> how many people can how many men can say that they can turn down some pussy? <laughs> 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 so it's 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 not fun anymore. It, it after a while it becomes it's it's like would you ask a basketball player is it no longer fun? At times it is. At times it isn't. It's just a job. It's you know just what? part of your life. Yeah, because um, people do the same thing. Whenever I talk to, like, really young comics and I'm doing something cool, like like when I did the theater with Norman, oh, is that cool? It is, but like you said, it's just work, man. Yeah. It is fun, but at the same time, it's work. You want to do well. you worried about, am I going to sell enough shirts? Uh, am I going to break even? It's like you start thinking about other shit, but while you're up there, it's fun. But the overall thing, it's just like, yeah, it's work, but it's cool. I, I understand how dope it looks to everybody else, but mm-hmm. for me, it's work. Yeah, you understand the ins and outs at that point. Right. And then it's just like, it's just something that you do. And so. What would you say uh, one of your lowest moments were? When I'm sitting at home, I only got like $10 in my bank account, and I'm five days away till payday. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you just wanted to go, and I can't do anything. Can't go, can't can't really eat. I gotta figure. I gotta fast for the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad when you yeah. were going that much. It, it was. It, I was going so like like I said, it gets out of hand sometimes, you know. And then you know, if you have a big heart like I did in the beginning, uh, some chick, big heart, folks. some chick, some chicks ask you like, "Hey, I need this to you know da 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 da, you know, for whatever you know financial crisis they going through," and you give it. And that happened and, a few times. Yeah, and that happened happened a few times. Like I said, I did, I didn't got you taken. I didn't got taken. They got you. I, I I mean to think to think about it, it was just like, you know, some dude will probably be like, well, you know, you did something good for somebody, 
you know, because they needed it. But in the whole, but after I gave them that money, who knows what they could have did? They could have went out and bought drugs with it. They might not even spend it on bills. They could have had food stamps. They just got money out of me because they could. They asked and I and I gave. And so, yeah, sometimes I started feeling sorry for myself. It was like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? So you'll be at home broke, no food, like, and you still want to go. And, yep, and still want to go. It's an addiction. It's, and, you know, like I said, you're trying to satisfy a base need, a base desire. And a sex, sex is something that people need. <laughs> like, it, you got to feed that animal, too. Yeah. And so, you know, you do what you can. It was, like I said, I did it for years. So let me all right, so let me ask you this. So you sitting at home, no money, you want to go. Is this before or after you've actually like hooked up with uh dancers? This is before. This is this is before. before? And sometimes during. Sometimes during. Like all right. So all right, so you you're getting taken advantage of, you learn the ropes. What do you remember your first time or like were you able to like spend time outside of a club with a dancer? Were you like, Oh my god, I did it? Like, I, I feel like people really fantasize about what their that, lives are that, like. That it's because, a trophy that, thing. That's when you finally see Pierce behind the veil. That's when you get to like, okay, yeah, I've gone on a lot of dates with a lot of dance. Some of them have become my lifelong friends. Right. And that's when you get to know the person behind the, like the whole stage presence right. and behind the name. And then it's not so glamorous. Like I said, they come from a broken home or, you know, they everything in their life is just never worked out or they always made bad decisions. Like, sure, she can cute. She's cute. And she can doll herself up. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, everything is just a flaming pile of shit in her life. Right. And you can't really. And then, you know, if you Captain Saver. <laughs> You gon' you gon' try to you gon' try to like you know work with her and stuff on and and everything and right. that's just not something you should be doing. You just because like I said, people who make bad it, I don't believe in karma. Right. People who make bad decisions get bad outcomes. It's just the way it is. They make bad decisions in their life. If you decide at eighteen, I'm gonna just go start dancing. You might as well just go out there and do crack. You think so? That's a you, far fetch. It's not because you gonna you're falling into a situation where this whole thing is out to use you. There's nothing you can give to this to become better. Your this whole this thing is designed to use you and I, 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 it's a trap. It's it's, it's a trap. <laughs> so so Did if you, you start at 18 dancing, what's gonna happen next? Eventually, you are gonna start. You're already taking your clothes off for money. It's not a stretch. To have sex for money, especially if it's somebody that you already attracted to, it's not a stretch that if you've never done drugs and somebody hand you something, you're gonna do it because you want to try it. It's not a stretch that after you do a drug, you do another drug. You do that drug, you do another drug. It's not a stretch when you have money to do these things. You go overboard like anybody. You gotta right. start out with money. You go overboard. Mm -hmm. So if you start at eighteen making this terrible bad decision, you're gonna have a string of bad decisions after that. Now, sure, in the beginning, you're gonna be doing good for yourself, but eventually, all that come, all of that comes back. <laughs> I feel like you can only say no to certain things so many times, man. Like it, it takes a very, very mentally strong person to be like, no, nah, I'm not gonna get involved in that. And look, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of dancers who are sober, who don't do drugs, who don't do, who don't fuck with customers. They might be married. Have, a, I'm sure, but I, I feel like it, it may be rare. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's rare. They, they, I mean, it is rare. They are in there. The girls who just come in here and dance, but those aren't the girls that get money. The girls so, that get money are involved in the underhanded activity. 
just is what it is. Especially based where we were. Especially based where we were. Okay. Because I, I, you know what? I got to remember that too. Because dancing in City X in the Midwest ain't the same as. It's not. Is it or is it not the same as dancing it's, it's, at a, at a high level club, say in Vegas or uh, Houston? Or uh, or Atlanta. It's very different. <clears throat> the the the, dy- the dynamic is different. Like if you like here on the East Coast, you get you go you try to try to go get a like a lap dance. It's fifty dollars a song. Right. In the Midwest, a lap dance is twenty five dollars a song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can negotiate her down to fifteen. That's not gonna happen on the East Coast. On the big club. Because who if the lap dance is a fifty dollars and is a fifty fifty dollars a song out there, they ain't coming down to thirty or twenty five. That right. ain't happening. So most of the dudes are doing what? Throwing money at girls on stage. They either throwing girl throwing money on girls out stage on stage or they linking up with them on the outside. Right. So that's the only two ways that it's possible. Now you hear things about girls and uh, King of Diamonds and everything getting twenty thousand dollars thrown on them by rap stars. Those girls ain't gotta go and do the grimy stuff. Right. But the girls who's in the small clubs, you know, maybe getting like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars thrown on them. If a guy like me walks in and say, "Hey, look, here's five hundred dollars for tonight," you ain't even, you ain't gonna go dance that night. You didn't already made your money with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, the yeah. girls who's getting paid are the ones who's involved in underhanded stuff. But when you in those clubs where you can't really get those extras. You probably getting it thrown at you, and if you can't, and if you a girl who can't get into those clubs, with to get those thousands of dollars thrown at you, then you probably in one of these small clubs, involved in it, you know, in the nitty gritty Act- activities, <laughs> you <laughs> know, various activities. That's that, and that, and that's how it goes. Yeah, we went, we went to a few clubs in Tampa uh, for Norman's uh, bachelor party, mm-hmm. and we went. The first one we went to was cool, but there was no alcohol in there. They had cute girls, but it was no. Uh, you had to all, bring yeah. all new clubs. It was, I, I know exactly. What was those yeah. Are. It's not. It's not fun. They're good for old people, but not for young people, yeah. and not for people like me who's trying to like you know do something outside of here. Yeah. Here's the funny thing about it: the more explicit you make it, the harder it is to pull it up out of there. Say that again. The more explicit it is up in there, the harder it is to pull a girl up out of there. Really? Because there's more training wheels in place. So you want to make it all new, but then there's no alcohol. So now she, so now can't nobody get drunk. Most women will not dance sober. Let me repeat that. Most women will not dance sober. This includes the dancers. If they haven't been doing it for years, nine times out of ten, if they're just starting out, they're getting drunk in order to do it because it's because even they have that whole anxiety thing going on. They will not dance without without being so they will not dance sober. So if you up in those clubs, those girls are in their right frame of mind. They freaked out by doing this. Most of the time you can't even touch those new girls. So it's more things in place to keep her secure. And so the only people who come in there to just look at titties is old dudes. You ain't gonna find no young person like me just looking at a girl from afar. I could do that at another club, right. and I can pull that. I can touch that girl in the other club. I can't mm-hmm. do nothing with this girl right here. And then of course she ain't trying to get down with the get down unless she is immediately attracted to me, which right. is highly unlikely because I already know I'm average. I'm getting light eyes. I'm getting more luck with the girl in the club where she only got to take her top off. <laughs> so that's where I'm gonna go. <laughs> That's that's how that is. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah, I know. You just got years of experience in that motherfucker, man. Yeah, it ain't, and I ain't happy about it. Although there were some things that I am happy about. That does translate over to your other part of your life, but it's not something that I. 
I'm happy about that idea because I could have been taking that energy and putting it elsewhere. Right. <laughs> but now you say you're not really. You, so do you still go or not really? Not really. Not really. And look, we we me and Ray, he came over yesterday. We had a lot of talk. He's he's grown a lot. He's changed a lot. And uh, I mean, we're, so so before we go to that, before we go to that, what was one of your funnest times out there? My funnest times? Yeah, one of your best times. Something crazy where you like, I can't believe this is. I can't. I don't even know if I should even tell stories like that because my life, I could have lost my life a couple of nights. Oh, for real? I mean, there was there was some one night where a girl came up to me and was like, you know, just she just said, take me home. I didn't know who, the, who this girl was. She just came up to me and said, take me home. Mm-hmm. She looked cute and everything, and I was like, okay. So we bounced. We drive it down the hall, the, the highway, right? And then she's just like, "Oh, do you think I'm cute?" I was like, "Yeah, I think you're cute." I was like, "You want you trying to do something?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm down to do something." And then she was like, "Okay, well, I'll suck your dick." So she sucks my dick in the car, right. and I'm just like, "Okay, well, this is nice." I was like, "You know, I want to eat that thing when I get to somewhere." She was like, "Why wait?" So I'm driving and whatnot, but I'm just like, how am I eating right now? So she just basically like, like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'll take the wheel. So she got her ass in my face. Her hand is on the wheel, and I'm just turned around like, eating her out. <laughs> wow, I like my foot is on the gas pedal, and we just going down. The foot on the like gas, this. hands on the ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> foot on the gas, hands on the ass. When she's the one steering it, and she like, ah, and I'm thinking her ass is closed, and I'm like, we kind of swerving and shit, and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> so like, you eating a woman? Like I could have died. Pussy <laughs> while you while you driving the car. Yep. <laughs> Just wild stuff. And then eventually, you know, got back to dropped her off and you know smashed that. Then the next day, she calling me talking about, hey, can I get some like fifty dollars for my room or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I ain't trying to hear none of that. Then I come into the club and then she like trying to rip another girl up off of me because she see her sitting on me. And I'm like, okay, girl, you you was just. You came into my life all of a sudden. It's time for you to exit all of a sudden. Wow. <laughs> so you know, just crazy stuff. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I think back on some of the stories, and I'm just like, yeah, I did that. So that- but then other stories is just like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> so, but would you say that is behind you now, or we- oh yeah, all of that's behind. Did- me. I, I need four walls and a mattress. I ain't trying to do. <laughs> yeah, would you say you clean? Or could could you easily slip back in? No, you can't easily slip back in. Like I said, I I know we all know the steps to this dance. I mean it. it I'm a little bit more direct about things now. Like, like I said, I could just go to any club and be like, "Okay, yeah, I I know she's down." Be like, "Look, would you trying to do this thing or what?" And I can easily pull a girl up out of there. It's not, it's not hard, but it's not something that I'm into doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd rather, you know, commit, you know, talk to a normal girl. <laughs> it's funny. Why y'all call them normal girls? Because normal women. Because there's a mindset that's developed while you have been there. Like I said, it's an abused mindset. And that's always gonna be ever present. Now you can you can also get an abused mindset with a normal chick. Right. But it's it's set to it's to an advanced degree with a dancer because everything she has done, she has pretty much put up a wall or justification as to why she's doing what she's doing. Right. And she is too far gone. She can't believe in romance she can't believe in love any of that she can't trust another person because like i said the whole game is manipulative mm-hmm. and people are manipulating her for a body for money for her livelihood 
you know, they they lying to her, trying to trick her to get her to get her into stuff. She can't trust nobody. She's seeing married men, dudes in relationships, single guys, you know, just everybody's just doing just like there's no constitution to these people's characters that she's seeing all the time. And then she's doing what she's doing, and there's no there's no real way to explain it other than the fact that this girl is She's too far gone. Right. Can't do. Can't really do nothing with that chick. She'll never be able to have a stable relationship, or she'll never be able to like you know, think like a normal girl who's not been a part of that life would be able to think. Mm. So when I say about normal women, they just haven't been through that lifestyle. Now me as a dude, it's different for me. Okay. I view men and women view sexuality different. We just do. Right. It's what it is. So I can go and do all of that. And then at the end of the day, come back and be a family man. You think so? Because, I mean, that's that's where I've gotten to. I mean, I don't really, I, it's kind of crazy to me because this is a new discovery for me that I've had enough sex in my lifetime that I can actually say I do not enjoy sex if it's not with somebody that I emotionally care about. If I do not care about you, I don't really care about doing it with you. I can that, walk away. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, I mean, honestly, man, after knowing you for so long and when you said that to me yesterday, I realized I was like, that's a that's a big thing for Ray, cause like, all the stuff we talked about, this was a huge part of his life. I mean, trying to get this dude to find somebody ten years that wasn't gonna happen. That was not gonna happen, man. You was having way too much fun, and to hear you say like uh, that you're done with that is uh, it's, and I'm not judging anybody, but I think that's cool that people uh, they 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 grow and evolve, and I'm not judging anybody in that lifestyle, anybody in that in that whole world. It is what it is. Uh, it just it can just sound scary, man, because I mean, you hear about sex workers and all this kind of stuff, and and, and just like um, uh, just people getting uh, fucking sold in the sex. It's just sex worker. It's getting sold in the sex trades. It's it's just wild, man. Yeah, it, it is wild, and then not to mention like STDs and whatnot. Yeah, STDs. Like, you walk away with something that you can't get rid of, and then you got to bring that into your next relationship. You trying to explain that? It's just. It's it's better just like 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 I said just to get out when you can like I didn't like I don't think most people had that revelation yeah I don't think most people do like I said it all it takes all ages so you never really age out you just either come to a realization that this ain't for me or you know you just keep going for me I came to a realization I don't need to be up in here I don't need to be doing this I I mean I've I've gotten what I needed out of it you regret anything. I regret a lot. There, I think there were some girls, like I said in the beginning, with some of these new girls. I believe I ushered them into this life gently. You know, if I think that if they had been introduced to it in a more, you know, in a more aggressive fashion, they probably would have got out immediately. But because I kind of like, you know, kind of like gently led them into it. Like, uh, there was one girl that was just like, now she could have went down this route regardless, but it was because I was the one who first did it. Like, so I met her, in the, she was her first night in the club, got a couple of dances with her. You know, we was drinking and everything. She was really feeling me. And so then eventually that same night, I get, threw some more money at her, got her, to, got her to sleep with me that same night. And then she was just like, you know, you were smooth with it. You know, this is this might be nice for me. Then a couple months later, She's like even doing, going even further, doing other crazy stuff. Then she comes back to me and was like, it just wasn't like, like it was when I was with you. And then, you know, I do the whole thing all over again. And then I leave a couple months later after that, I see that she's on back page now. 
a whole prostitute. Like, not even dancing no more, just straight whole prostitute. Then I'm, I'm then I talking to her, and then she's just like, it just it just got out of hand so fast, you know? You and, it, and I'm thinking, like, it maybe it wouldn't have been like that if I hadn't have, like, gently led her into it the way that I did. You blame yourself for that? Sometimes I do, but um, other times. But people make their own decisions. That's true. So at the end of the day, you know, I can either I can either feel bad and regret for the rest of my life for my hand in it, or I can go like, well, even after me, there were still things that she did on her own that led her down that route even further right. that I had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes I regret it, regret some of my actions, and then other times I don't. There's another time when I was like, this girl, one girl, she had drug problems, and uh, she was uh, you know, whenever she was dancing, she never made a lot of money. She right. never made a lot of money. And then one night, I decided to give her a big boost that she was not used to normally getting. And then it was like within a week or whatever, she died of an overdose. So I don't know if, you know, if she would, would her body had not have given out if she didn't spend all of that money on doing drugs or if she would have just get hidden strong along doing what her normal amount was. I don't know. But how do you know what that she was she took, doing in those few weeks? Yeah, how do you know she took that money and bought I mean a big I don't know big old crack rock and I, I mean the, I I don't know. I don't know. I just know that once I gave her the money, I figured out she had drug problems and probably a lot of that probably went to drugs. Probably didn't go to bill. I mean, I met this girl one time on the outside and she looked like most of her stuff was funded by the government. So her stripping money was like under the table. Mm-hmm. They couldn't really trace that. So probably much of that was either going to was like say she was getting food stamps, so she didn't need it for food. Her rent was getting paid for, so she didn't really need it for that. It was probably just all going to drugs and clothes and whatnot. So who's to say that when I gave her those the, that extra couple hundreds of dollars, she didn't go off and just do bit. herself dirty a couple of times, and right. then all of a sudden, the eventual happened sooner that rather than later. And cool. sometimes I feel bad about that. Did I have? Did I play a hand into leading her down that way, or you know, was that completely didn't have? I didn't have anything to do with it. So sometimes I think about certain events that happened, and I feel bad because I either played because I think I may have played a part in that. And then other times it's just like once again, people make their own decisions. I didn't give her the drugs. I didn't tell her to take it. I didn't do none of that. I was gonna say <laughs> if she had a drug problem before that, I mean. But, you know, sometimes I do understand the statement, you do more damage with an open hand than with a closed one. Mm. So, like I said, this, like I said, I, I, yeah, I feel bad about certain things at times. But then I remember it had more than just me to do with it. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't blame yourself. Yeah, If it was something very specific where it's like, oh, I actually did this to somebody, I feel bad. But, yeah, you gave somebody a little extra money and then they owed It wasn't a little extra. It was like. Six times what she normally gets. Damn, bro, you was really out there, huh? <laughs> I was really out. What there. was that? Why would, did you? Because you felt bad, or you wanted to show like I got it? Or both? it was flexing. I mean, every once in a while, you got to show somebody that look, you got you got the mojo. I was like, you know, I'm doing well for myself. I was like, look, if I really like, and this is why I say it becomes predatory. If I'm on like some 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 Jeremy, I mean, what what's that? What's that dude who was like the TV movie director or whatever? If I'm on some Harvey Weinstein oh. shit stuff, nah, no, you come on, man. You, nah, no, nah, no. I mean, like, I I'm gonna use money to bend your will. Oh, if I'm on some stuff like that, 
then you know if if I'm like, hey, you but know, he was actually like, you know, yeah, yeah, he he was a, yeah, he was yeah, that's entirely different. But I mean, like, Using he knew money. he he had a position of power that would be okay. like, you know, you gonna come up to this hotel with me regardless because you already know what time it is. Right. <laughs> so, so you felt like you were never like that. guy. I was never that guy. No, I have never. No girl could ever say I sexually assaulted them. That never. That has never happened. But I would use money to bend women's will. I would do that. And if they would be like, oh, I, I can't do it for that, then I'll be like, well, what if I gave you this? Every every girl could always deny the comment when, when, it's, when it's said. But it's another thing when you see the money in front of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. Then it really do it really does change. This could be yours right now. You just got to agree. And then and so it, it goes down like that. You feel bad about that? I like I said I was it was some predatory behavior. I understand my position. I was doing some terrible but, stuff. But but these weren't women who weren't who weren't willing. They like you said you're trying to get something out of them, and they're trying to get the most out of you, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get the pussy. Yeah, but like and then like I said, but these things are corrupting behavior. It bleeds. It, it is. Yeah. So then I'll meet a normal chick, and then it's not sometimes good. if I can't, you know, just get her to agree, I'll do things that would force her to bend her will to do what I want. Whether that be monetarily or whether that would be through like you know, uh, you know, crapping on whatever. If she's putting her efforts into something that's taking her away from me, I'll just crap on it, you know, until eventually I get her to look away from me to come back to what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't that was that was very manipulative. Right. That's very like you know like I've like I said I've done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was because of what I was doing on this side. It bleeds over, right? <laughs> and like you, and then when you realize that that's what's going on, you gotta put that in its place. And you know, like like I said, I it wasn't. You don't go through that and come out of it better. It only it only makes you a worse person at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're satisfying this basic need, but you're satisfying this basic need in a terrible way. Right. And then when you go out here to try to be a normal person, you're doing these terrible things, but you don't know any other way. Because that's way the to get environment by. that you. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and so that's why, like I said, a, a chick who's been through that will never have the mindset of a normal girl. Whereas me as a dude, I I, I could still be a, a piece of crap. Or I could just like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna put that in this place, and I can change at the end of the day, because for me, for me, it was just putting it behind me mm-hmm. and understanding what it is that I'm doing and that that's wrong, right? <laughs> you know, but yeah, sometimes I regret, but that, but then other days it'd be like, nah, nah, people make their own decisions. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel you, man. I, I feel you on that. It's, it's like feeling like you had a hand in certain things. But you have to, yeah, you do have to say, look, we are all adults here. Everybody in here is grown. Everybody in a strip club, they know what's up. Yeah, there are, and, there are no victims. Yeah, it's volunteers. You can always, you can always say no. Uh, man, that's uh, that's so. So what, what was it for you that was like, I'm done? Was there a, in a was there a thing, or you just felt like you kind of just eventually grew grew out of it and something kind of clicked, like you know what, I don't need this. Or were you sitting in there, looking around? And you had this epiphany, and you just walked out. I was, at, like I said, at my height, I was getting what I wanted. Mm-hmm. There wasn't too many chicks that I could be like, oh, you know, if I want that, I could go get that. Right. Once I reached that point, it was, I didn't need the club anymore. Mm-hmm. My Whatever, I had developed my own self-confidence, and was that I didn't need to be in the club. So I started meeting women on the outside. And then one girl that I met, she, uh, she dealt with me when I was going through a low point in my life. Right. 
you know, uh, she was with me when I lost my job, when I was out here, because for the for a large portion of my life, I was making good money. Right. And so then I was in that lifestyle because I could afford it. Right. But then when I couldn't afford it anymore, I was already at a point to where I didn't really need it in the first place. I mean, need it anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I met this girl, I was still, you know, doing that. But then when I couldn't do that anymore, she became my only option. And then, well, she wasn't my only option. It was a few at the time. <laughs> but eventually I liked her more than the others <laughs> and I didn't need to keep doing what I was doing. She, she, like I said, she, she met me through my two, two years of just struggling and just trying to get out here and make it like everybody else. Right. And then, uh, there was things about her and, you know, dealing with her and her and her, and her son that, you know, changed that opened me up and changed me. And, you know, I, I'm forever grateful for having her in my life during that period in time. But, and so it just, so it just, it just, I like, I guess it just happened like that. Like I said, I didn't need it anymore. I met her and it just changed my whole, you know, opinion about this like this. I don't want her to know me as, the, as that type of dude because there's, like I said, the women that I still know, they ain't part of that life anymore. They still remember me when I was in it and I still remember them when they were in it. Right. And so even though that we don't, act that way anymore we still know what we're capable of in this uh, they i still know they can get ratchet and they still know that i can be manipulative yeah. <laughs> or where i've been right. you know some of these girls still call me community dick <laughs> god <laughs> damn even though that i ain't even getting around anymore it don't matter that's your I, reputation they, they, yeah they know my history and i know they history uh-huh. <laughs> so you can't you i can't get away from it with them but with her she don't know that Right. And she doesn't, and she's never gonna see that. That's where I came from. You she's just, she's gonna know who I am right now, and that's more, than, and that's, and that's enough for me. Right. <laughs> what would you? Okay. What would you tell young Ray before he walked into that strip club for the first time? Would you tell him don't do it? What, what would you say? No, to him? I, if he, you could say no. one thing to Ray before he walked in there, what would you tell him? Do all that. Do all that. <laughs> do all that. Because. It's. But let me ask you. Let me say I, I, this I, first. I, <laughs> How can you say that when you said before that you you can't come out a better person, or do you think the experience is just worth it? Be, because when I before I had sex for the first time, I was I was a virgin till I was twenty one. Right. So before I had sex for the first time, there was this crushing pressure of if I finally do meet a girl, what if I get it right the first time, and I still want to be out here. And be out and about because in my heart of hearts, I'm not a cheater or a guy who wants to like be out there. But then there's always the question of if, you know, and then at certain time periods of time, I didn't think that I thought always thought that I was too good for certain for, for you know, for certain women. Mm-hmm. And so besides the superiority complex, there was also the anxiety of not really getting to experience and be out there. And so I, and so, and like I said, I wasn't meeting normal girls on the outside. I didn't have like, you know, didn't have no game. It mm-hmm. just, it just was what it was. So I, that's where I needed to go to satisfy that need, that those sexual urges. Why, that's why I needed to go. And like I said, in the beginning, it was great. And it was, well, it wasn't great in the beginning. It was where it was, I was getting worked. I was getting, I was getting at work. I was, I was getting, cha-ching, I was cha-ching, getting, ran, I was getting hurt, getting murked in there. But 
I got what, but in the end, in the long run, I got what I needed. I needed to do all of that. I needed to go through all of that because now I can say at the end of the day, I don't need this no more. Right. Young Ray would have never got to this Ray if he didn't go through all of that. I mean, I saw, I'll say, look, I can have look in hindsight in 2020 and say, like, you know what? I probably didn't need to have sex with over 100 women. I could have just been good with 20. That's crazy, man. But I still needed to get the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to get the numbers. At the end of the day, I needed to do that. So I couldn't say, like, I would just say, don't give don't give your I mean never give your last never give and your last you doing, you I, would, I gave till it hurt and I would just tell my young self not to give till it hurts still go through go Have through and fun. do all of it yeah. <laughs> still go through and do, do all of it just don't get down to your last ten dollars and it's three days till payday <laughs> that's wild man that's, he was doing that shit <laughs> that's what I just don't give your last. I took a it took a long time to learn that one. Just don't never give your last, dog. But but yeah, yeah, I needed to go through that. I need I needed to. It needed to happen. Because now I can take that experience in a normal relationship. Cause if I figure out that a girl's trying to use me, like it ain't nothing to figure out that a girl is talking to some other dude with me now. Like some people don't see the front signs. I see it immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, you talking to another good another dude. I'm cool. <laughs> like I can I can leave that alone. I can say, like, look, I don't need this. Yeah. I don't want to talk to somebody who's talking to other people. So you do want a relationship, you want to be married, you want to be a dad and all that kind of stuff? Or? Of course. All right. Well, who wouldn't want that if that's what if 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 that like I said, in my heart of hearts, that's who I am. Of course I want that. I was like, I don't know why somebody who would if you if you had that and you didn't want it, you just lying to yourself. You just going through the motions. Right. Like you don't want to be married, but you think you should be married because society says so. I think a lot of people are like that. And that's not what you should be doing because it's like at the end of the day, it's this life is about what you want. Right. <laughs> you know, ain't, ain't nobody else gotta walk in your shoes. Ain't nobody else gotta like live your life. You do. Right. So you should at least be doing what you wanna do, not because this somebody else wants that for you. My mom says it all the time. I want you to have this, this, and that. But no wasn't no girl coming up and giving me pussy. Wasn't no good lawyer or whatever coming up and like trying to meet me. <laughs> so you, you just went where you you just went where you fit in. Yeah, I went where I fit in. I get I went to where I went to get where I knew I was gonna get it from. <laughs> and you just had to learn how to do it. What did Kevin Gates say? Go where you celebrated, not yeah. where you tolerated. It's <laughs> 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 protecting your energy is not a crime. <laughs> Kevin Gates is weird, my nigga. But he, but that was some truth to that. Uh, no, like, I mean, yeah. think I'm about to just, like I said, I'm not no incel. I'm not no MGTOW. I'm not an involuntary celibate. Ain't nobody forcing you to be celibate. Yeah. Bro, if you want to go get some pussy, go out here and get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got to, yeah. I don't, that's the thing. I don't, I do not blame dudes if they got to go out and pay for it. I would rather somebody go out and pay for it. And it, it was somebody who, uh, I don't want to get into the weeds and, and all that shit, but like a woman who's not desperate to do it. But if, if you find some woman like, hey, I'm a sex worker. I want to fuck. This is what I do for my living. I'm not trapped in this. If y'all want to do that, that's completely fine. I would rather a motherfucker go and do that than go to a yoga studio, turn the lights off and shoot that shit up. Like mm. that dude did a few years ago, but because because he couldn't get pussy. Yeah, and people uh, think that it's pay, not, if you got to pay for it, if it's gonna save lives, pay for the pussy. <laughs> See, and people keep keep thinking like, look, this is a primal urge. Yeah, he's shooting people because he can't get no pussy. Because he can't get pussy. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. 
that's it. It's deathly serious. It's that's, yo, you know who said that? Patrice O'Neill said that shit. He goes, pussy is serious. <laughs> it is. He said that shit. Because oh, when he, when he goes, I could lose everything if I get caught. I could lose everything. He was like, this is a serious game. <laughs> Oh man! It's, <laughs> it starts. It starts wars. It breaks relationships. Yeah, it is serious. It's serious. It's, it's a serious thing. <laughs> I knew I was gonna get this Ray laugh at some point doing this thing. Oh man! Yeah, that's funny, man. I think we. I think we covered it all, man. It's been. It's great seeing you, man. I'm glad you told your story, and I, I, I'm glad that you. Uh, you've evolved, and you. Uh, I don't want to say saw the air in your ways, but you know, but you realize like, okay, there are some things I probably shouldn't have done, but I got out of it unscathed. Uh, no, you... I'm worse for wear. I'm worse for wear. I got more mileage on me than was necessary. I did see the error in my ways, yeah. and I tried to improve. You know, it like I said, I was that was a bad. Yeah, yeah I'm much better now. Yeah. I'm much better. Now. I, I just say that because I don't want I don't want it to come across like I'm saying like going to a strip club and like messing with dancers is wrong. It's not. I feel like as long as everything is consensual, uh, like you said, it's it's people being manipulating each other to get what they want. And while that's not healthy, as long as y'all not really hurting each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then. It might be toxic, it might be volatile, but it is like it is what it is. This is this is the environment and there are no victims, yeah, only it, volunteers. It just, it just it just seems crazy, man. I know for a person like me, I think I definitely would have got swallowed up in some shit like that, man. I can't I I couldn't do it, man. Uh, that that's that's not me. But I always find uh all of it very very interesting, man. And it's just, this is, because I, I feel like I have a di- an addictive personality, and I can e- very easily see uh, somebody with my type of personality getting into that. And like you said, that's a slippery slope, man. Mm-hmm. That's a slippery slope. And a lot of uh, a lot of times, the last thing dudes need is like pretty women feeding their fucking ego. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I Especially mean, if you're not used to getting it, but you can get it from there. Yeah, you're going to go in there and throw out, throw money around that's, that's and buy why, clothes. That's why and, it's addictive because most yeah. dudes out here are not used to getting that attention. Right. And so even if it's fake, it's still nice. It feels good. <laughs> you know? It feels good, man. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> you yeah. telling me your story. And uh, it's just you come a long way, man. And it's funny sitting here years later. We both got the facial hair, the hair different. Oh yeah, like how you were saying how you, how you, <laughs> like how you say so you, how you would meet you known dancers, and they're not the same person. We not the same anymore. We knew each other clean shaven and way better shape. You know uh, all that, all that shit. You know rules and regulations twenty nine oh three. And here we are, motherfucking plump civilians. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say, I'm a, I'm a lot happier now that I'm done with that with, with the military. Uh, it it took a while to realize how much shit I didn't believe in, uh. But like it was people like you and Beckham and just so many countless friends I've had throughout my career that really made it worth it. Uh, I never really enjoyed the jobs that we did, but I always I always enjoy coming to work. Like this dude right here, you knew. Like some days you were walking, they were like, "Man, you won't believe what fucking Ray said today." Come here, Ray. <laughs> what did you say about blah blah blah? And then the whole day, we'll be, we will be fighting about Batman, Superman, uh, whatever it may be—politics, oh comic books, sports, uh, anything, man. Like this dude right here always had a very, very interesting and uh, just different take on things. 
Uh, a lot of times it would make people mad, even I, though like we didn't agree, but it was just like, God damn it, I, his I, logic I, is solid. We don't <laughs> like it, but we can't get around it. <laughs> I know I have a lot of controversial ideas. I know I do. I'm saying, you know, it just it like like I said, I like I said, I've lived a life that's not necessarily agreed with the morals and ethics of society. So, you know, but you can't get away from it because look, I did it like I say, if it makes sense. Why are we fighting against it? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what are, what are you standing on here? Like, yeah. like my logic be sound. You're right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming and doing the show, uh, my show. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. You know, I, I've always supported you and your comedy. Thank you. Like I said, it's you've I watched you go from like you know just doing working out jokes on stage and you know still kind of like being anxious of whether or not you're gonna be good out there to. You know, you got the crowd. You could do the crowd work. You know, you can make yeah. people Thanks, like, like I said, I'm, I'm comical, but I'm not funny. <laughs> You're funny. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that's been a journey too, man. I recently had to like tell myself to stop comparing myself to other comics who I see are doing way bigger things. They have a certain type of audience. I'm like, I could never do that. They're doing this, and I really had to go, yo. You have your own story, your own life. Stop comparing. And guess what, Chris? You are dope at what you do. And I had to come to that realization, man, and, and I did. And I've embraced the fact that I'm a talented person, and uh, I just have to do what I like to do. And the people that like it, they're attracted to it. And then those who don't, they're not. And I got to be okay with that. Even if those some of those people I want don't come to me, I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So they might not come now, but maybe eventually. But I can't worry about them. I can just I can just do what I do, and the and the type of comedy things I talk about, whatever type of people that attracts. That's my people, and I got to accept that. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, I think this is Chris's couch. Hanging with the homies, whatever you want to call it. I'm Chris Ellis. That's my man, Ray. We out. Thanks, everybody. Peace.